This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. <laughs> Good evening. How are you doing tonight, man? You know, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I was just lamenting the fact a few minutes ago, actually, that, you know, things are so busy now. I haven't yeah. had time to kind of get around to the uh, to the blending that I know and love uh, so much. It's been kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, I've got to figure out some new rhythms so I can get back to, you know, uh, less away from the paperwork of shop owning and more uh, more back into the, uh, the deliciousness of, you know, trying new tobaccos and experimenting and things like that. But... Um, man, things are great. It's a uh, it, it's a it's a fun time of year around here. We're getting geared up for fall. Football season is uh, is here, and so people are coming in and getting their smokes. And um, it, this is the time of year too that we start to see those folks uh, that we lost back in June when it got so hot. You know, uh, down in uh, sub-Saharan uh, United States mm. here, where we uh, just really you know it, it's a miracle people can live in this part of the world. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing what modern technology can do. You know, it, it gets so hot in the summertime that we lose a lot of our customers. Uh, just because folks kind of quit smoking. And so uh, this time of year is when we start to finally see those people filter back Are in. Are you starting to see them really filter nice. back in, though? Because, like, the thing is, like, I, I one of the reasons I shaved my beard, because I was like, you know, look, if, if fall's not going to come, I'm just going to pretend like we're just having a second summer at this rate. Because, I mean, like, I think people are just... kind of warm lately. No, it, it has been warm, but I think people are starting to believe, you know? Okay, right, it, right, it, right. It's kind of like when Christmas is around the corner, <laughs> and, and, and you just, even though you've been a bad boy, you just kind of start to believe, maybe I will get that Tonka truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, my kid I think actually it's something like that. My kid actually asked me the other day when I was picking them up from school. They're like, "Daddy, why why are you wearing long sleeves and it's so hot outside?" And I told them because it's supposed to be fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? That's exactly right. You know, I mean, the, the old uh, adage of like, you, you know, in the South, you know, you're supposed to only wear like seersucker, but uh, you know, yeah. before before Labor Day or something. And it's like, well, if it's still the same temperature in November that it is in July, then why are we? <laughs> Why are we concerned about this? Like, why, why is this a thing? Tradition. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, man, I know that you have had a, a packed house, especially here recently. In fact, this last past week, you had the uh, the uh, cigar event, the Hammer and Sickle Cigar event. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Dude, it was it seemed like a pretty massive success. It was a great time, man. We had a, had a lot of fun. We, we had a lot of a lot of folks, uh, you know, having fun with the fact that that we had an event with the with a brand named Hammer and Sickle Cigar. Yeah, yeah. It's because in and, communist Russia, well, cigar you know, smokes you. It, it, it's so funny. This this company, they actually make really good cigars, but they, they started out as a vodka company. Um, you know, this is post, uh, you know, th- th- this is a recent company. It's, right. Now, this is not an old uh, Soviet, you know, development. But, yeah. but what, what's interesting... You know, is that I, I felt like in a in a you know in an event like this, if you're going to have a an event with someone named Hammer and Sickle Cigars, you almost need to have like a like a bread line or a soup kitchen, and maybe we could have a little gulag. Oh man, maybe we have a little gulag where people could take their pictures with Khrushchev or something. And I don't know, like the nuclear football could be here. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we could have had more fun with that. You know, like some borscht or something. I, I you know, I, 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 I might know. I might go for some borscht. I don't know what that is, but um, yeah, yeah it, it sounds. 
awful. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know what? That's that's what you'd expect from uh, from something like that. Yeah, so, to, but to, but, it, but it, you know, if if those if those images are evoked or are are Spartan Soviet images, you know, you uh, you can rest assured the cigars were at least uh, really good. Yeah, we just lost all our entire <laughs> Russian audience. That's no, great. I don't, I don't that's think great. so. Yeah, I, th- I think they're you know they, I think they're kind of on board with more of our thinking nowadays. Look, the hammer and sickle, um, the hammer and sickle, like that was actually like a really good cigar. Uh, you know, they, they had a, a nice spread. Actually, um, uh, you know, the the representative, yeah, here, our friend Joe Hill, yep. yeah, did a great job of uh, of kind of you know uh, displaying them all out. And uh, and man, I, I I went to Joe. I asked. I was like, what should I do? And of course, he knew that I was more into pipe tobacco, and he made some recommendations. But I still felt a little overwhelmed, so I just kind of turned to you, and basically, you said, forget everything he said, get that one because you can't handle anything beyond that. No, one. I d- I just know your I I know your vomit threshold, and I appreciate. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know what it takes in a cigar to uh, send send Bo to our our sweet little hospital down the street here. Yeah, I, you know I just don't I I I didn't want to have to mop you off the floor. No, nah, but you had to anyway. You know? But that had to do with the, yeah. Uh, that had to do with the delicious uh, more more with the uh, the Clyde the Clyde Mays at night. <laughs> yeah, no, we we had a great time and uh, had some really nice pairings and it was uh it was it was a lot of fun. So if you were in the area and are, do happen to be a cigar smoker and happen to come out, we we sure are thankful for you. <laughs> Already getting some uh, some great um, people making fun of me because of my uh, inability to handle the the, <laughs> the most. No, uh, it was so cigars. funny. I mean, Joe was trying to give you like all these uh, cigars with really sophisticated profiles and uh, you know Lajero leaves and you know d- double Maduros and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, Bo, you, you need to smoke the Connecticut over there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, they have great flavor, even though it's a mild cigar. You know, so. Um, anyway, it was a it was a big hit. I enjoyed it, man. But you know, I'm all about the pipe, and that's uh, good because we got coming up here in two weeks. Oh my gosh, it's the le- Texas Pipe Show. It's less than two weeks, man. We're Come we're here. we're right here at it. Yeah, man. It, um, we're I'm, we're so excited. It's uh it's terribly exciting. No, man, it's gonna be <laughs> a blast. By the way, if you're going to Texas Pipe Show and you have not registered yet for the Long Smoke Competition, I think there's still time to do it. You need to do it. Uh, make make it happen. Uh, but but here's the thing: if you're going, uh, and and we know many of you are. We have got the night of the pipe show. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, uh, but we are going to do a listener meetup. We now officially have a time. Yeah, that's great. Eight o'clock local time uh, in Fort Worth. Where? Where? Where are we going to do it? D- do we know? Eight o'clock. No, we, we haven't. We haven't decided. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we might decide when we get there. Maybe at a place that has barbecue. Well, so or maybe at a place that has real Mexican food. So we can't really get that here. Well, no, you, we can. You don't know the places. I know the places. No, I mean, you know, yeah. There's that. Just, there's a Mexican grocery store where you can get like some legit Mexican food, but like you got to know where it's at. I think those people are like Colombian. No, 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 man. It's the legit stuff. But here's the thing. All right, so we'll be in Fort Worth. Uh, we'll be in Texas. We got to do barbecue while we're in Texas. Uh, Eight o'clock uh, for the after show listener meetup. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, more details on that as we get closer. It's really and that's exciting. Like one week away. It is one week away, and, and you do need to register for the uh, slow smoke competition. You can go to TexasPipeShow.com uh, to learn all about it. To register, figure out who's going, uh, set your uh, travel up, uh, you know, just plan all your purchases, everything you need to do and know uh, and 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 be 
and 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 plan for and prep for uh, regarding the Texas Pipe Show. Uh, you can find it at texaspipeshow.com. And uh, man, we're just just so excited to be a part of that. Some really awesome um, uh, vendors will be there. Some other sponsors that that we're really proud to be associated with. So, um, man, bring it on. We're yeah. excited. Yep. October seventh, Pop Safari Room, Fort Worth, Texas. Is that now later on this month or this next coming month? Or yeah, I guess we still have one more week to this one. Yeah, that's right. But later on in October, of course, we've got the Jackson Pipe Night here, October twenty eighth. That is the uh, the local long smoke competition here. Uh, you know, as as excited as I, as I am for Fort Worth, it's just practice for me, baby. I know right it, man. Here, this is the Super Bowl <laughs> of the southeastern pipe smoking community <laughs> specifically in mississippi so, something like that yeah. right <laughs> man it's going to be great jackson pipe night october 28th uh we generally have folks drive in from uh different states and and different parts of the country to come hang out uh we're really excited about this uh tickets are going to be launched uh either this week or next week and you will be able to uh get your seat priority seating priority based on uh your ticket purchase so anyway uh, jump on that as soon as it comes out be watching the interwebs and uh friend faces and all that stuff for for that more information on that but uh we're so excited live music um is generously sponsored by the folks at savinelli uh briarworks uh pipes uh and and also neil monier pipes and so uh, yeah. man we're just just so excited about that we're gonna have popsicles live music uh some good food it's it's just gonna be uh gonna be a fun time is there yep. gonna be the tobacco pop popsicle i you know i i was I, I don't know if we're going to resurrect that. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Probably a couple, for the best. Well, a couple years ago, you know, it, as good as that tobacco pop was, I mean, I, I gave this, I, I gave my friend Jake, who who makes these pops, you know, he, I gave him a pound of Burley and was like, look, what, you see what you can do with this, you know, and he, uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I, the pop tasted great, but I couldn't. I couldn't feel my face after I ate it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was your cigar. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I mean, it was awesome, and I wanted another one, but I also wanted to, you know, walk home. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, I got you. I got. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gr- uh, it's gonna be great. If if those of you who are able to, to join us again, October twenty eighth here at the uh, Country Squire, uh, should it be a blast. Great time to make the trek down to Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, now, for those of you who you're thinking, well, I can't go to Jackson. I'm in the UK. Well. Are you in luck? Well, we have an answer for you. Because the day after the, uh, the 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 pipe show here, or the uh, the the um, the uh, smoke, long smoke here, is the UK pipe show October 29th in uh, Canal House, and of course that's in Nottingham. Uh, now of the, course. Now the reason why you want to go to this, aside from the fact that you get to connect with the great pipe community out in the UK, is the fact that you want to go and represent. Uh, you know, the, the, the folks here at Country Squire. That's right. Specifically one of us, specifically me. <laughs> as you've heard, uh, new listeners might not know this, but last week, last couple of weeks, we've been building up to this uh, thing as we've helped out the folks at the UK Pipe Show, sent them a little bit of tobacco. We got some Lancaster, which is a uh, fine, fine, uh, just fine uh, pipe tobacco blend. Uh, of a it's, kind it's of, adequate. It's adequate. Right. Uh, but then you've also got White Rose, which is really the, the gift uh, 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 to the pipe community, to the pipe industry. It is the one pipe tobacco, the one that was promised. Uh, it is <laughs> the White Rose, and it is the representative of the House of York. Does it turn you invisible when you smoke it, and can you see, like, Gollum and stuff? I can't promise I <laughs> that, but go to the UK Pipe Show and smoke it to find out. We're so excited, man. Both of our uh, both of our War of the Roses blends are, are going to be there, obviously. Uh, Lancaster, that we've had a while uh, now, uh, you know, and then, and then we have uh, White Rose that, of course, I made uh, in honor of my good friend Bo here. Uh, that debuted not too long ago. 200th and, and, episode. And th- these are going to be head head on head kind of things. Uh, that, you know, 
have debuted there at the at or, or uh, at least pitted against each other there at the UK Pipe Show, and we're just so excited that uh, those guys got us involved, and we're happy to uh, to to do that. So anyway, uh, man, go check it out. We're hopeful that uh, you know if you're in that part of the the uh, country in the United Kingdom, uh, specifically England, you'll be able to swing by uh, the. Um, Canal House in Nottingham at 12 noon. And, you know, that's one of those shows that we really wish we could be at, um, but we're not going to be at, unfortunately. I don't know if the Country Squire budget has that in, in its as a line item. Not for like a red eye, like, because we, we got the long smoke here the day before. Yeah. But but here's the deal. <laughs> red eye from Jackson to London. If, I think that would involve teleportation. Yeah, yeah, might, might have right. to do that. <laughs> but those of you who are going, if you are a Country Squire radio listener and you're able to like meet up with other Country Squire radio li- uh, listeners, uh, like do like a selfie video and kind of give a shout out like with your review because we'd love to know if you guys are kind of connecting through the show overseas I think that's just be insanely so, cool be so, so meaningful and really that is kind of the essence of what we're what we're doing here right I mean, exactly. let's be honest we've talked about the culture that Country Squire Radio has built and uh, you know how we've uh, developed these these pockets of uh, pipe communities all over uh, that we have and, and folks are really you know getting to know one another connect one another learn from one another and enjoy uh, each other's company uh, through this, and so you know, if we, if we can be a little part of that, that's that's what we want to do. Um, so uh, any anyway, we we hope hope y'all have a great time over in um, in the mother country. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, all right. So uh, last week, John David, you hit uh, listeners, uh, specifically Pipe Club members, with a with a major reveal, and that is that for Pipe Club members, we actually have a uh, I I. I what are we calling this? A giveaway? I think we're calling it a giveaway. Okay. So, yeah. so if you are a Pipe Club member, a Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club member, uh, coming this uh, Halloween episode, every single year we do a Halloween special. That's right. On this coming Halloween special at the very tail end of October, we will be giving away a 10 of Penzance uh, to one of our uh, club members. That's right. So if you've not joined the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, you can absolutely do it. CountrySquireRadio.com is the place to do it. Uh, we've got a banner right there that says join the club for uh, $3 an episode, $5 an episode. You can join either the Pilgrim or the Squire level. We love you guys so much who are helping support the show. And um, yeah, can't wait to, to give this away coming in October. Someone's going to be thrilled. Yeah, we're, we're just we're tickled that this worked out. And, uh, you know, we, we've got a month left between now and then. We may uh, we may find some other interesting things laying around the shop that uh, that we're going to give away, too. So uh, stay tuned for next week. I don't know. You I got to I gotta you, tell you, man. You never know. We, we've got like this is one of those things. There's a couple more housekeeping items I want to throw out there. But this has been like such a long list of like events <laughs> like when you talk about fall and how fall really does kind of start into like pipe season yeah it really you does can tell like all of these events are starting to happen and there's just so much going on in the community right now that i say man let's 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 jump into the show now tonight we've got a topic that we're talking about that that i'm really ready to learn about in fact yeah um, uh some of the uh the, the live studio audience and i were kind of chatting about the fact that tonight's topic is going to be an educational experience for for some of us because we're talking about Flavorless black Cavendish, unflavored black Cavendish, un, un, unfla- or, or flavorless. flavorless. Yeah, 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 no, that's yeah. right. That's my, right. My, my English was grammatically something. You nailed it. I, I thought so. <laughs> I think both of our Englishes are grammatically something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, that's I, the, a, good, a good way to put it. Put the right emphasis on the right syllable. Syllable. That's right. Are you looking for your whiskey? Yes, I am always. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so um, uh, non-flavored uh, black Cavendish. That's right. That's right. So we, you know. Uh, Black Cavendish obviously uh, is is well known. A lot of folks are aware that Black Cavendish or, or Cavendish in general is a is a, a healthy component in a lot of aromatic tobaccos, and 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 a lot of folks also you know are are, 
you know, have this misconception or at least there's a stigma that Black Cavendish is only for aromatic tobaccos. It's one of those that, um, you know, it's meant to be syrupy and cased and cherry flavored or blue razzleberry flavored or whatever, you know. Razzleberry? Razzleberry flavor. I mean, you know, think of the most like supreme, you know, nth degree flavoring. A lot of of, uh, our non-aromatic smokers, they associate Black Cavendish with, um, with that. And then, so there's kind of a stigma there uh, because Cavendish has is has over time, particularly over the past 30 years, been uh, associated with aromatic tobaccos and particularly syrupy aromatic tobaccos. So yeah, I um, mean, most of the aromatics that you just defined, you know, I, I sometimes tell people, I, I sometimes confess that I'm an aromatic like like smoker. Yeah, but, sure. But I I don't like that that conjures up to people like like extreme like rich cherry. Yeah, tobaccos. like a Slurpee. Or yeah, something. that yeah. that's not what I mean when I say I'm an aromatic. Smoker. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, and and so over the years, kind of as uh, some quality of uh, you know tobaccos has gotten lower, uh, and then black or Cavendish in general is just kind of associated with uh, aromatic tobaccos. You know, it, there's just kind of this stigma uh, in in the pipe world against against Cavendish, against black Cavendish, mm. and and then you know, um, particularly from our non-aromatic smokers that uh, just don't see a lot of. Uh, value in smoking something that's flavored, um, and, and which is understandable, you know. And so we wanted to talk about what is uh, unflavored black Cavendish. What are the uses of that, um, and, and and some surprising places where you might find it, where um, our non-aromatic smokers, I think, might uh, might appreciate it. You know, black Cavendish. When you kind of take a, mm-hmm. an immediate look at it, it's kind of in that perique category. It stands out on the counter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. The jar is stained. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We have uh, we have three jars here at the country. Squire uh, on our on our tobacco shelf uh, behind the bar that are just stained by the color of their tobacco, and that is Latakia, Perique, and 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 uh, and our Black Arrow, which is our house uh, blend of of Black Cavendishes. Um, <laughs> I, I have to do this. Look at this. If you're a live viewer, can you see that this is our Latakia? Whoa! This is our Latakia jar. That's supposed to be clear, folks. Like it, it, it was. That it was one, not a yellow jar. It was at one point. Like that. That just blows my mind. You know, to think like ha- the the amazing. Um, I, I don't know. Just effect that 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 smoky. Uh, oiliness has had on that jar over literally forty years. You know what's interesting? <laughs> like so. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, that Latakia like hit me immensely. I was like, I was like, this this does not smell like what I associate Black Cavendish with. And then I right. look and I say, oh, that's because it's Latakia. That's Latakia. I would show you the <laughs> I would show you the Black Cavendish jar, but uh-huh. we actually uh, broke that not too long ago, and I've replaced it, and so it's it's still relatively clear. I love that you got yeah. it filled to the brim over there behind us. That's yeah, that's yeah. If the Black Cavendish jar ever runs out, we. Uh, we might as well lock the door because uh, <laughs> it, we have to go home at that point. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, black Cavendish, it, uh, it, it is a component in a lot of different tobaccos, but um, but it's also important in sophisticated blends. And I think uh, I think some folks are unaware of that. I think some folks don't understand that uh, black Cavendish is incredibly versatile um, and, and particularly in its unflavored form. It can be uh, just a real, real incredibly um you know, fun ingredient to blend with. Huh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let, let's rewind and review just a little bit. And I, I hate to get too like, you know, uh, preachy or like professorial in some of these episodes. Well, we so, got scientific so you got, last you time. You got to keep so me you gotta, honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. you got to keep me honest. All right. <laughs> you, you just keep me on my foot, but on, on, on my feet. But, you know, let's rewind. What is what is Cavendish? Cavendish typically is a burly or Virginia or or a mixture of the two um, that is heated or steamed for a long a long period of time. And so you've got uh, you know tobacco in its natural form. You're steaming it 
toasting it, uh, some combination of the two perhaps, uh, and then you're placing it under a tremendous amount of pressure. And so you've got just this tobacco that's uh, been heat treated essentially and then it goes under a lot of pressure okay and, and what you're doing it, it, through the pressure you're allowing this tobacco to ferment and sometimes the pressure you know it'll it'll sit under this pressure for literally months you know uh just to, just to get all the uh real real delicious little ingredients to come come to the top of those uh, tobacco leaves um and and this got to be really popular, uh, particularly in the in the aromatic world uh, in the early 1970s. Uh, a lot of uh, aromatic uh, m- or American manufacturers they figured out that if you if you took Cavendish from this this style, like if you took if you took Cavendish, um, it, it really was able to absorb a lot of flavoring syrups like very very easily. Okay, so it, there was kind of this like aromatic revolution back in the seventies, and so you've got you know they're they're like okay, can we take can we take this Cavendish and get maybe a little more absorption of the flavoring syrups from from that style of of you know curing tobacco? Interesting, and and, and that's what happened. So so so, so let me see. If I'm following. So it's the process they were using to create Cavendish was so successful on kind of, you know, fermenting that flavor. They're like, okay, what other flavors could we get out of this? Like, That's right. Can we in- introduce into this process. That's right. They realized that the, the tobacco, once it was, uh, you know, created into Cavendish, it was like a sponge just sitting there ready to absorb uh, these incredible casings and toppings that we've developed over the years uh, that now, you know, are, are, we're accustomed to seeing. But the Cavendish on its own stands apart, right? You've got the, the Cavendish on its own that before any kind of, uh, you know, uh, mixing with flavor, syrups, casings, toppings, uh, you know, the Cavendish on its own has its own uh, property that at some at one point in time was used very commonly uh, and, and less and less now so because most of the time when you see Cavendish it is in its flavored form so huh, but yeah. we, so we want to talk about its unflavored form right so we, we've 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 uh, we've applied heat or steam to this uh, leaf we've put it under pressure we've fermented it and now we have this uh, leaf we have this this tobacco that uh, that we slice up and it is uh, silky smooth it's got low nicotine content it's real airy and light the the uh, the sweetness is all natural and in in, uh, in uh, you know sugar the the sugars are natural there's no uh, additives it's just a it's just a naturally sweet tobacco uh, processed in a way that you might uh, think of Latakia being processed or uh, you know or Perique being processed or any any other of our uh, favorite non-aromatic tobaccos so um, Cavendish is in its own right is naturally sweet and moist. Uh, so you've got, you know, again, this uh, tobacco that, uh, you know, it's been fermented, it's been uh, pressed. And so it's just going to have kind of this, uh, you know, sugary sweetness that uh, where all that, uh, you know, caramelized sugar is just real accessible as flavor. Um, and, and so why would you blend with this? You know, like you've got this kind of uh, simple tobacco. Uh, you know, I was trying to describe what does unflavored black Cavendish taste like? Okay. One imagines without flavor. Yeah. What, right. 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 <laughs> right. Un- unflavored black Cavendish. So, so you've got so you've got a tobacco leaf that's been steamed or, or toasted, which means a lot of its uh, initial indigenous flavorings are gone. Right. And so the 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 flavorings that that tobacco leaf was born with, you know, as a, as a as a vegetable, like the, those are have been cooked off. They're gone um, in 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 great part, and so. You've got this leaf that's very soft. It's really just kind of uh, airy. It's like it's like a um, it's like a it's like 
if you had like you know blank ice cream that didn't have the flavor is just ice cream vanilla you know? or it, or maybe not even vanilla it's just it's just like you know it, it's kind of someone described unflavored black cavendish to me one time as the ice cube in your sweet tea it's like it's just kind of like it, it's a very important part so it's like it's like water it, it it is, but it's but but maybe like seltzer water. Like it's like a, it's okay. a it's a very important part of the cocktail, but it doesn't have you know. It, it's not the reason in and of its own. It, it's not the reason. You're right. Mm. In and of its own, it's kind of its own. Um, it's just this very uh, versatile chameleon tobacco that uh, sits in the background and plays a lot of different roles. Interesting, because like to to me, and maybe this is just you know my my kind of novice ear, but like. The way that you describe its role in blends kind of reminds me a little bit of Burley. That's right. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And I love that because um, Cavendish and Burley are kind of kissing cousins, right? So you've got... Oh, we are in the South. You've got We Are in the South, so we can go there. But, you know, the 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 Black Cavendish, it, it, uh, when it's unflavored, it has this ability to take on the properties of tobaccos around it. It also can uh, kind of cut the cut the you know intensity of flavors around it too um you know there's uh it's got its own kind of natural sugar so you know other reasons you would blend with this the the natural sweetness obviously is there uh the sugars produced from the fermenting process are just kind of very uh very subtle but they're present but they're in the background um i'm actually smoking black cavendish tonight and so you know it, it makes the room smell nice it's not really you know, it, 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 what, what, what do you think? No, I mean, I, it, de- it definitely smells nice, but I have also noticed you've had a hard time keeping it lit. Yeah. I, I, I was going to ask you, do you, is there a correlation there? Yeah. I, you know, black Cavendish has a lot of moisture to it. So okay. it's going to burn, yeah, it's going to yeah. burn slowly. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, it's, uh, um, it, 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 it can introduce a, a moisture level to maybe a dry tobacco uh, that might, you know, be helpful to make a blend more well-rounded or something. Oh, so, okay. um, you know, and we think about, uh, you know, other, you know, okay, so you've got the non-aromatic smoker, right? And they're thinking, well, you know, why would we smoke something that's been treated this way? Um, you know, you've, you've steamed this stuff, you've put it under pressure, you've pressed it. Um, you know, why, why should we why should we smoke that? That sounds kind of artificial. Well, it, it's the exact same reason you smoke something like Perique or something like Latakia. You know, these are also tobaccos that that are come from other leaves. You know, we talked about before uh, Perique or Latakia kind of being almost like a like Process. a pick, like a pickle. Right. This was born a cucumber. It becomes a pickle. Right. Right. And right. And, and the same way, you know, the you know, um, Perique or uh, or uh, Latakia or or um, you know your Black Cavendish coming from Green River Burley, uh, you know you've got these leaves that wind up uh, you know becoming becoming something else through this process, right? And so you know Latakia, for instance, I mean it doesn't come out of the ground with that smoky flavor. It's treated because it's put in a certain type of barn. It's smoked over uh, these fires with very specific kinds of woods in the fire, and the smoke particles attach to the leaf, uh, you know through through the smoldering process and so and that's that those smoke particles that's what gives the Latakia its flavor huh. uh, the Perique of course you've got these uh, you know leaves that are high in nicotine they've been uh, you know pressed in these whiskey barrels of all things and you know charred whiskey barrels and, and that have been used you know for hundreds of uh, you know times over and over and over and, uh, and and they're fermented they've got their own natural sugars there and so um, you know this is not like it's just a leaf that comes out of the ground and Latakia has that smoke or Perique has that uh, spicy vinegariness or that peppery uh, flavor. You it's know? the and tobacco brine. That's that's yeah, you yeah. know, and 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 that's 
that's kind of the process with with unflavored black Cavendish. It hmm. kind of it gives this soft element that allows a lot of tobaccos to um, just become real versatile. Um, like we mentioned, um, it, there's. Uh, it, there, there is a slow burning component or a slow burning attribute of uh, black Cavendish. And so, um, you know, it, it's a moist tobacco. It can complement drier leaves around it, um, which is really nice. Uh, like Burley, it acts as the chameleon. So it's kind of like you had mentioned before. It's it's this uh, tobacco that can kind of interplay with other tobaccos mm. around it. Uh, but it but it stands up in its own right because it's really silky. It has a, 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 a full mouthfeel, like a, lots of smoke is produced. It's very uh, very velvety and, and silky and creamy uh, as far as that goes. So it's real uh, r- real nice uh, to kind of round out the body of a blend. Uh, it's really great. It has very low nicotine content. And so, uh, you know, unflavored black Cavendish, it just, uh, you know, you, you've basically kind of scorched off or, or, or steamed off all the all the stuff that might give it a lot of power or strength, you know? I always feel like there should be like a like a yin and yang of, of black Cavendish and Burley yeah. from that standpoint. Cause of course yeah, it's true. It has, has tons of nicotine. Huge nicotine kick. Right. Yeah. That, that's right. That's right. Um, it, it's kind of funny, you know, we have uh, our, our Black Arrow, uh, which is our house black Cavendish here at the Squire uh, that we've sold for years. We, um, you know, a lot of folks look at that jar, they see that black, oily, you know, thick tobacco, and they immediately think, man, that must be really strong tobacco. And if, you know, these, if you're unfamiliar with tobacco, you, you don't really know, oh, that's the mildest tobacco on the shelf, right? I mean, that, right. that's, that's the tobacco that literally is the, is the smoothest tobacco on the shelf. Um, and, and what's great is, you know, of course our house Cavendish Black Arrow, uh, it, it is cased with vanilla, but Black Cavendish that's unflavored in its unflavored form, um, you know, it provides all these things, but without any flavoring at all. And so it's, you know, it's going to be naturally sweet. Uh, it's going to have, um, you know, slow burning properties. It's going to have a nice uh, low nicotine content, creamy, uh, silky mouthfeel. Um, you know, it, it, you know, did, did some people find it easy to keep lit. A lot of people find it hard to keep lit. But, you know, it just kind of depends on the on the person. And, and, and for me, you know, I think it's got an incredible room note. You know, it's one of these things that, um, you know, just kind of makes the room feel warm and, uh, you know, and, and kind of uh, it just smells like a pipe. You know, it's not a it, it's a nice thing. So, um, you know, anyway, I think uh, the, uh, you know, unflavored black Cavendish, it has it has a place. Uh, you know, it, we've got a couple of customers actually here that smoke it exclusively and that's what they smoke. And, and you know, you got to think about that. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like smoking the ice on or like drinking, eating the ice out of your sweet tea, right? It's like, you know, okay, I'm going to have, uh, I've got my glass of sweet tea, but I'm going to pick the ice out of it and I'm just going to focus on that. Yeah. And it's, and, and so the ice is kind of its own component, but, and, and it's important to the, you want a cold sweet tea, but you've got, but the ice on its own, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And, and, but for some people, they enjoy it so much that it, that it does make sense. So um, it's just interesting. I really, I, I would encourage anyone, uh, out there who is a real pipe enthusiast, maybe that's dabbled in blending before, get some, get your hands on some unflavored black Cavendish. And it's available out there. You can find it. You may have to hunt a little bit, but, you know, try it. it it's a weird experience to smoke something that has hints of sweetness, uh, creamy smoothness, uh, oily moisture, and almost no flavoring. It's huh. just, it's just, it's a strange and wonderful experience. It's really, <laughs> it's really kind of nice. Yeah. It's re- and, and, and basically zero tongue bite. It's, it's really great. Okay. So I just want to like frame this up. You started this episode 
talking about how, oh, I need to be blending more. Oh, I, I need to get back to blending more and everything else. And then, like, you're the king of waxing poetic, but I mean, like, you just romanticize <laughs> flavorless. I'm going to keep saying the flavorless. ice cube, right? Like, yeah, yeah, the, the ice cube, right? Like, this, this is like completely flavorless. Something tells me. Well, let me ask you this: Do you do you enjoy? I mean, like, how often do you actually uh, partake of just straight up no flavor black black Cavendish? You know, I I mean, I I don't know, maybe once a week. Is that really? too much? No. I, do, I, do I have a problem? I have no judgment. <laughs> I uh, for I, me for me it's um. It's a it's a fun tobacco to smoke because you know the the flavor is so incredibly subtle, but the process of it is uh, is is fun to smoke. You can always hear uh, when you're smoking uh, unflavored black Cavendish, you can hear kind of the moisture just crackle in the background. You know, there's always that real uh, thick moisture there. It's got it's just smooth and silky. Uh, if I've smoked a lot of bowls of tobacco, it's a nice tobacco to fall back on because. Um, you know, it's not going to have any tongue bite at all whatsoever. Um, you know, it just is kind of cool burning and it, it lets me go through the process, the cadence, the rhythm of pipe smoking without, uh, you know, having any of the, you know, just not have to, I don't have to pick out anything, you know, it's like, huh. Oh, what am I going to smoke? I don't really even know what I want to smoke. Yeah, I just smoke unflavored black cabinets, you know? <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's interesting, but, but it is a key ingredient for a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of tobaccos that are out there, and so just a few that you know uh, it, that might be of interest to some of our our listeners. Uh, you know, we've got uh, MacBaron Plum Cake uh, has a healthy dose of black Cavendish in it. Plum Cake is a you know it, it's it's you know generally considered to be a, a non aromatic tobacco, even though it does have some topping on it. Um, but you know, certainly not a syrupy, heavily cased tobacco. The name um, would imply otherwise. It would. It would. Uh, of course, uh, Luxury Bullseye Flake from mm-hmm. Peter Stokeby. Uh, Stokeby tobaccos we know and love and, and promote. And, uh, you know, Luxury Bullseye Flake, un, unflavored uh, tobacco, natural, hay-like flavors, grassy flavors. Uh, if you listen to, to Country Squire Radio for a long time, uh, you know I can't stand it because it kind of has this, like, uh, perfumey background, almost a Lakeland <laughs> flavor to me. But 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 another another C- component in it is that is that bullet of black Cavendish that's in the middle of those. It makes medallions. it a very cool looking. It, it really it yeah. really does, and it's just black Cavendish, and it's a really important part. Um, GLPs, uh, Greg's uh, Haddo's Delight, Haddo's Delight, uh, really strong, uh, incredibly delicious uh, Perique blend uh, has a has a real uh, healthy dose of unflavored black Cavendish there. Uh, and then you know one of the one of our anyway uh, you know gold standards of English blends here at the shop, uh, the uh, the frog. Morton series from McClelland. Um, as much as we've talked about the Frogmorton series, a lot of folks, you know, that know it and love it that would consider them solid, non-aromatic smokers, um, you know, the Frogmorton, uh, they all feature unflavored black Cavendish. And so, uh, you know, I think it's this really interesting um, component that deserves uh, deserves some respect and some love. And, uh, you know, I, I think if you are interested in blending at all, if it's something that you want to, uh, you know, to to experiment more with, it would be a good one to to try out. It, it is kind of like smoke, you know, just just, you know, sucking on the ice of your favorite drink. You know, it's like it, it, on its own, like this, this doesn't do a lot, but it's incredibly important for whatever you're putting it in. So it's a lot of fun. I, I like I like it a lot. All right. I mean, it's good. No, I, I can I can tell you like it a lot. Uh, 
Anybody want to put bets down on Black Cavendish being a key ingredient in whatever next blend that John David's going to come out with? <laughs> I'm just saying. The writing's on the wall. It's all, all proprietary blends. You caught me. Go back. Hang on. I'm just wondering if there's something to this. Go back and every single time John David like announces a new tobacco, go see the last tobacco he was waxing poetic on. I right. bet you could figure it out. Or I sure do love that Izmir. Yeah, I mean, or I sure do love uh, yeah, some kind of Carolina ribbon, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm saying money down right yeah, here you know, and I, now. I, maybe that's my tell. I don't know. Is I, that my tell? I think we just figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. I hope at some point, uh, if you are interested in blending or uh, some of the nuances of tobacco, you can give it a shot sometime. Oh, gosh. Now I actually want to smoke it straight. I was th- going into this thinking, like, this is not one I want to try. You know, I was you about, I was about to say it tastes great, and it, and it does. It just doesn't really taste at all. Let me ask you this. Half Cavendish, half Burley would smoke like... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like you know uh, antimatter and matter colliding. Would that would that right. be the destruction be, of the universe? No, there, like the, if would, you if you smoked unflavored black Cavendish with unflavored Burley, it would it would create a tear in the space time. That's continuum. what a black hole is. People have been trying to determine right. like exactly how did the black hole come to in existence. We we just cracked the code. I, I'm pretty sure Stephen Hawking has written a paper on on what you just described. <laughs> Right. Oh, man. And, and therefore should come on Country Squire Radio. Well, you know, I, I, are you kidding me? I would love that. We could, we could probably make that happen <laughs> audio-wise anyway. I know. Uh, man, all right. Well, well I, I feel like we've learned a lot. And, you know, learning is a very important process as part of any of our pipe journeys. Because you know, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Uh, finding out what, what we love. You know, you know, some of the greatest craftsmen out there. Hopefully there's a lot of up-and-coming uh, uh, tobacco blenders out there who've gotten uh, some encouragement and kind of know a little bit of what to do in the future. But one of the things I think all of us can learn, be us tobacco blenders or just pipe enthusiasts, is that, you know, not everything always turns out the way that we want it to. You know, sometimes things don't turn out exactly the way they are. And those of us that have the highest quality, the highest standards that we hold ourselves to, you know, some people might look at things that we would cast aside and think, well, that looks great. But we'd be like, no, 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 no. We've got these crazy high standards. But you don't want to just throw away the things that still fall into this. This is a really long stretch to get to where I'm going. It is, but you, you're you nailing it. Yes. I just want to affirm what yes. you're doing. Yes. All right. So here's the deal. Some of those, some of those, those things, those creations of yours, even though you've got that crazy high standard, a lot of people would still love them. And that's the thinking behind the good folks at Missouri, Missouri Mirror Shop. Shop. That's right. That's right. They have a tin pipe, tin pipe. grab bag grab of smokeable, smokeable seconds. Smokeable. <laughs> tin pipe, grab them, smokeable. <laughs> no, this is this is really awesome. That's guys. right. That's right. You can go to corncobpipe.com. That's actually Missouri Mearsham. Uh that is that is their URL. So if you type in uh corncobpipe.com in your browser, you will go straight to Missouri Mearsham's website. And and available, they have this really cool set of pipes that you can get. It's just the tin pipe grab bag of smokeable seconds. And these are basically um, you know, it, it's pipes that didn't quite make the cut, right? So, yeah. For, it, it for, for their high standards. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like the day old donuts. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, that's right. And it's like, those are good donuts. They're good donuts, And you man. can get like a bunch of them for like a buck. You go, you go to Jimmy John's and they sell the bread from the day before for like a nickel. It's just as good. It's good. And I mean, they're thinking like, well, it's not as fresh and all that. But no, no, it's like good stuff. There's 10 pipes in there for like a quarter or I'm whatever. T- dude, come on. <laughs> 30, $33.99, you can't beat that for 10 pipes. That's Check right. it out. You know, Missouri Meerschaum, we talk about them all the time. We love Missouri Meerschaum. Uh, and if you happen to uh, get yourself a grab bag of pipes do an unbagging you know like an unboxing yeah, that'd be fun that's a thing yeah uh you know we we don't you know we, we're we're kind of in the youtube pipe community but we're not of the youtube pipe community right but i want to encourage the youtube pipe community if you're a member of said youtube pipe community get one of these <laughs> grab bags and do an unbagging you could you could break the internet. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, it's a it's a great value. Uh, of course, you get a variety of uh, finishes and everything. And uh, the folks at Missouri Meerschaum, they're going to send you a pipe that is certainly smokable. It just may not have the aesthetic quality that they're uh, they're known for. And so uh, they put it in a great bag so you can get the value. <laughs> Big ups to Missouri Meerschaum. Smoke your Missouri Meerschaum this week. It's a great way to let the good folks over there know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. This week comes in from, oh man, Mark VV. That guy. That guy. Man, hadn't we put like a like a limit on him or something? No, you know, that, there is no limit on Mark VV. <laughs> I think he is limitless. The man, he, he is nonstop. Uh, he says, hey guys, no poodle jokes here. So this is more of a question for John David. I have a Peterson that's troubling me. It's an army slash military. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's an army slash military mount with a lucite stem. Gorgeous pipe, but the problem is the stem does not fit at all. Well, unless I jam it in really, 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 firmly. Uh, And even then, the gentlest touch will knock it out right. The thought I'm having is to take some super fine grit sandpaper and seeing if it takes a little material off and helps the stem fit in the shank better. Will this be sufficient? Any suggestions? Many thanks. P.S. I can probably just bring it up in October and have you take a look at it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mark VV, come on up in October anyway. But it's still a good question for those who uh, who might be wrestling with the stem not quite fitting into the shank. That's difficult. You know, these are military mount stems. And again, I you know, I, I, I have my opinions about Peterson. They used to be... Um, they used to be uh, hidden opinions that I didn't discuss very often, but they're over time becoming more and more 
uh, less hidden, <laughs> particularly for for some of the newer Petersons. Um, you know, I, I have seen this, uh, you know, multiple times. Yeah, typically, uh, Mark, if you will do a little sanding work on the end of your uh, of your stem, the, the thing is, this is a lucite stem, and so you know, you're going to sand on this thing, and it's it's not going to look great. Uh, it it just it just won't. Um, you know, you could go with a uh, w- with a method that is going to wear down over time that you'll have to repeat, and that's of course putting beeswax on the end of the stem. You know, that that's an option for you as well. Typically, I mean, r- really, the problem here is that you've got, it's not a square peg trying to fit into a round hole, but it's a, but it, but it's a peg that, it's a peg that's not made correctly for the hole that it's, that it's mm. supposed to go into. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's the issue here. And so we're seeing this more and more with, uh, with, with some of these products and it's really, um, really disconcerting, uh, to, to me as someone that, you know, just doesn't want to sell things that have these kind of issues. But, um, I- anyway, I, I think, um, you know, yeah, you are going to have to continue to jam it in there pretty tight. Uh, you know, some some light sanding, maybe with some high grit sandpaper, uh, will give you give you the option of allowing that to uh, stick in there a little easier. Um, you may try some beeswax. Um, you know, this pipe, it, honestly, I, I think this pipe is going to. Uh, likely be a pipe that you wind up having to hold. I think this pipe is probably not mm. going to be a clincher uh, anymore. And and so, um, you know, I, I would love some other uh, wisdom maybe from different folks out there, but this is something we have. And, and so if you do have a system pipe uh, from Peterson or from any any brand for that matter that you have had trouble with, you know, keeping together, uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Tweet into us, you know, write into us. We'd love to, love to hear your feedback on that. Um, I think maybe a little sanding, uh, you know, some, um, uh, you know, just something to give that uh, that end of that stem a little friction, something to rub against that uh, the internal part of that briar underneath that military mount uh, might help it stay together. But, um, you know, th- this is probably going to be a pipe that you have to you have to hold from now on, I, w- I would think. Yep. Oh, man, it's it's interesting to me. I You know, I, I would love to see, uh, you know, some of these uh, things be, you know, less common as far as issues with some of these pipes but um but it's happening more and more nowadays so that might be uh that might be worth some investigatory journalism in in the future i mean that that seems uh, interesting to me that you're noticing it as kind of a a trend in that direction yeah yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I, again, I you know, Peterson is such a histor a storied uh, brand. They've been around, oh, you know, gosh, I mean, for, for such a long time. They uh, have been such an in- incredible uh, part of the pipe community of the pipe renaissance. Uh, but you know, over, over the past several years, we've seen uh, you know just some some quality uh, issues coming out of some of their factories, and um, and, and it concerns me, you know. So I would I would love to know other folks's. Uh, you know, experiences with that, but, uh, and, and particularly with these military mount stems, I think that would be, uh, be good feedback. So, uh, let us know if, if you have a solution to this, but, uh, you know, what I've seen work a little bit is just, a just some light sanding and, uh, and, and perhaps some beeswax. But, um, again, this is going to be something where, um, you know, you're probably gonna, probably gonna hold this pipe from now on. Well, great question, Mark. And, uh, you know, great question. It, yeah. It, it does kind of spark just some different, some different thoughts as well. We may have to even uh, continue this one on into the, uh, the Facebook page and, uh, and, and the club group as well. Just we can also of, get you a new stem made for this pipe, by the way. You know, always and, an option. And, and, and that's always an option. A new stem will be made uh, to properly fit the fit the pipe. Gosh, it would just be nice to be able to use the the original stem that came with the pipe for for that purpose. Um, but you know, this is uh, this is just what we have to deal with sometimes. So, well, hey, if you got a pipe question of the week, send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. 
Quick, Quick fire, fire with the Squire. Quick Fire Questions! Ow! All right, man. We got some Quick Fire Questions in from thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com! More about them in a minute. Uh, all right. This is actually coming in from the user over there, MS Eden. MS Eden. I think so. There's a double D there, but MS Eden? M- it might be M Seddon. Uh, oh, M, M. Seddon. You know, you know who you are. M over at uh, thispipeline.com. Uh, the theme here is natural history. Okay, uh, which we, we've got a beautiful. Boy, natu- this is this is kind of out in left field here. This is interesting. Are, are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> All right, watch me butcher <laughs> this. It's going to be. This is uh, definitely not pipe related. Deciduous trees or coniferous trees? No, you didn't. The, you don't know the word deciduous. De- de- deciduous. A de- deciduous tree. Deci- a de- deci- what, what did you What did you say? A deciduous. That's what I said. It's a tree. It's a. <laughs> it's the one where the leaves fall off. Right. I know what that is. It's not a deciduous tree. Well, it's de- it's it's deceitful, is what it it's is. Deceit- it's like, deceitful oh, look at all is- my look at all my green leaves, but oh, winter comes and oh no, I'm oh, naked. they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 deceptive. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh- I'm going to go with deciduous trees over uh, conifers, or I think, you know, maybe evergreen tree. I'd I'd have to go with the deciduous tree. Um, Yeah. I I like the color of leaves, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, They're beautiful. You know, I was actually, I was just talking to my wife uh, early this evening. Her her birthday's in fall, and we were talking about trying to make plans. And, you know, I was thinking about, like, the fact that, like, you know, if we could could travel somewhere where they're just, you're just surrounded by the leaves changing and everything. And I realize it's, like, part of the countries where there's, like, leafers and people that, like, travel to see the leaves change. But it's because it's beautiful. So, yeah. So, definitely the deceitful trees. The the, the, the deceitful trees. The ones that lie. Oh, that's good. All right. Tide pool or sandy beach? Tide pool? What is a tide pool? It's it's a, a pool? It's a pool. I guess I was... With so, a tide? Oh, you know what? I was thinking like a wave pool. Like a wave pool? Yeah, like they have Maybe over that at, might be uh, what he means. I don't know. I, I, regardless, I don't care what kind of pool it is. I'm going with the sandy beach. Sandy beach all the way, yeah. man. Particularly with the with very cold alcoholic beverage, mm. um, and uh, maybe some boiled peanuts. That that's a nice combination to me. You're on your own on that one. And uh, and, and and maybe some attractive company. Yo, that's always that's always beneficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um last you know, last time that uh, me and the fam went to the beach, we actually uh, me and my kiddos we got into the sand, made this not just a sand castle, but an entire sand kingdom. A sand kingdom. Yeah, I had a sand kingdom. I had an entire backstory that we also created, but my youngest one kept on like smashing it in. So she kind of represented like like uh, the enemies of the kingdom, you know? <laughs> and so they were constantly like having to like figure out how to uh, uh, build up defenses to said That's enemies good. coming through. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. That sounds fun. Sandy Beach, all the way. <laughs> and then finally, desert, as in dessert. No, desert. No, that's a desert. Yeah. Um, uh, ice cream or wetlands? I'm sorry, dessert, desert? Dadgummit. I'm not even trying to do it it's now. It's desert or wetlands. That's the one? Yeah. I, I've got to go with wetlands. I mean, they have more interesting uh, wildlife, I think, you know? I mean, the wetlands of Florida, you can go to there and, you know, see like, you know, pythons eat alligators and stuff. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Of course, of course, you know, you go to the desert and you've got, you know, things like, you know, scorpions, scorpions and rattlesnakes, you know, all kinds of yeah, the terrifying things. So I, I'm going to go with wetlands. That seems a little less threatening. Yeah. Wh- the thing is, if like the desert, it's the sun that kills you. But in the wetlands, it's everything else. So you'd much rather die in the wetlands because then it's like, no, what happened to Frank? Oh, he got eaten, eaten by an alligator. That's Maybe a lot better eat the than- alligator. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, let's take out <laughs> and the And it's alley. wet, so there's water. And if it's like, well, what happened to Frank? <laughs> well, he was out in the desert. Yeah. No, 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 that's it. Just he died because no, he was out it. in the desert. That's it. He's probably still out there mummified somewhere. Yeah, right. that's, that's no good. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go with wetlands. <laughs> All right, the the natural history edition of a uh, of of quick fire with the squire. There you go. That's uh that 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 was unique. That's good. That's good. You know how I remembered the difference between desert and dessert. I, I do not. How do you do that? It is de- desert. It, it has one S, and dessert has two S's, oh. and you always want more dessert. Oh, isn't that good? That's really good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm dyslexic. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the show. You've mentioned it multiple times. This, but that, that, and, that and, kind and of it's, trick. And it's painfully apparent each time we have a show. <laughs> 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 and you're one of my best, my best friends, so I can say that. But um, but yeah, the um, yeah, there's something dessert. about the um, yeah, you always want more dessert. Yeah. That's so good. Speaking of people making fun of uh, good friends uh, for, <laughs> for things that they can't control, uh-huh. uh, it, we actually had uh, a, a Josh Verdonk, a, a listener who is actually a missionary uh, in Papua New Guinea. He came through to the Squire uh, a couple weeks ago here, and and he caught me. I was at the scale, you know, and if you're a longtime Country Squire, uh, you know, patron, if you've been in the shop multiple, maybe not, you know, the, maybe it's not apparent to folks uh, on, on air here, but if you've come in the shop multiple times or, or seen me working, it, it becomes apparent pretty quickly that I have a trimmer. I have, I have, just I have a this, yeah, I, yeah. I have this a trimmer. I, I, I got, I got the shakes, got the right? Shakes. I got the shakes and, uh, and, and it's, uh, I guess something that hadn't really come out on air much, but, uh, but it, it's very apparent, you know, if you, if you kind of watch me work for a while, I just kind of have this trimmer that comes and goes and it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's something that doesn't really affect my job, but it's certainly there and it's, it's noticeable. And our friend Josh, I knew he was going to fit in. He, 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 he planned, you know, he just got back out of the mission field. He came back to the United States. He made a, a very dedicated effort to get by the squire and spent an entire day here uh, before he went back and uh, to his family and uh, and so he did that and and I knew this guy was going to fit in <laughs> when he saw me shaking uh, weighing up some tobacco and he was like man what's wrong and and I said well you know I just got this trimmer it's it's not a big deal you know just you know something I deal with and or you know there's something I've always had and it's you just don't worry about it and he said well 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 can we make fun of you for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! And I just knew at that point that Josh Josh was country squire material. So like you're gonna do fine. Yeah, you're he's gonna, gonna he's gonna be fine here. It's gonna be great. <laughs> oh man! Well, shout out to M. Seeden or however you pronounce your name. Thank That's you right. So much for those quick fire questions. And hey, a great way to submit quick fire questions is over at the forums at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com is an amazing online community that you can join for absolutely free. Although when you do join, we do ask that you use the code CSR uh, as it lets the good folks there know that you heard about it on the show. Not only do you get uh, access to their forums with an amazing online community, you also get access to uh, kind of the, their social aspects, the the pipeline, some great interviews, some blog posts, um, really, really amazing community. So again, check it out, thispipelife.com. Use the code CSR when you register at thispipelife.com. I love what they're doing on Instagram right now, by the way. Like all the, the in this pipelife, they've got some really uh, really awesome social media posts. Oh, know. big time. Yeah. Just thought I'd say that. Yeah, they're rocking and rolling. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. Okay, so th- speaking of the mission field, <laughs> I'm going to let you take this one and do with it what you want. This is this is this, fan- this is from our good good friend John Michael George over uh, from the Fox of the Fox of Rocks and Fox. He, he is the, he's the Fox of Rocks. He's, that's he's that's right. That's Fox. right. Our, our good our good friend uh, JMG. Uh, he is uh, currently sitting in the jungle uh, in the third world country uh, in in uh, in Southeast Asia, and and just happened to have you know he, this guy he literally powers some of his electronic devices by a you know a generator that he rigged up, um, you know and and so. 
what he chose to do one day when he was bored out there, he's, you know, translating scripture and, you know, just kind of, you know, meeting some of these people's needs. He's actually uh, dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, they they do a lot of medical work on site and all this kind of stuff. So it's really, really beautiful work that they're doing. But um, John Michael, you know, he's he's got some free time. Uh, He's got very precious, uh, limited resources. He can't power all these things all the time. Uh, but, but wireless what, internet is a thing of the like, that, that, it's not it's not something he's he's got access yeah to. so 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 he's got on his on his phone a saved episode of country squire radio uh-huh. that he never got to <laughs> and so what does he choose to do with some of his downtime and his precious electricity that he has saved up uh to to help him uh kind of get through uh get through the day uh and and he listens to an episode of country squire radio. oh not just an, an episode of like country squire radio yeah like, it, it was the one it was it was it was a great episode yeah and the so, pipe shop failed episode the john david cole gets up on his soapbox the, episode. the, the tobacco shop peeves that's yeah, right yeah. that's right and so we have to read this it's from our, our good friend uh who, who's serving right now out in the bush in the um in papua new guinea he says so um sitting here in my little hole in the middle of the jungle on a not so quiet sunday afternoon I decided to listen to an episode of Country Squire Radio I downloaded the last time I was out in civilization. Uh, The particular episode was Pipe Shop Fails, Tobacco Shop Peeves, uh, whatever you guys decided to call it. Uh, I was having some Orlick Golden Slice in a bamboo shank acorn I made last time I was home. Uh, It's a beautiful pipe, by the way. This is me talking, but it's just a a gorgeous pipe. John Michael's a really talented pipe carver. Um, And once he does live stateside permanently, I I really expect to see a lot of his pieces on the market. But good. So anyway, uh, smoking Orlick Golden Slice and a bamboo shank acorn uh, that he made last time he was out, that he was home. Uh, You guys did my pipe no favors as I dropped it out of my mouth a couple of times from laughing so hard, particularly at that wackadoo guy that was smoking other folks' slobby cigar butts. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, as you were telling the story, there was a point that you, Bo, and I were all, he's writing this to me, he says, you, me, you know, John. John David, Bo, and I were all laughing in <laughs> harmony as I heard someone else laughing outside my house. Okay, so John Michael, he's sitting in his little hut out in the forest, and he's listening to Country Squire Radio. He's hundreds of miles from civilization. Bo, me, and John Michael are all laughing at the same time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he hears this other laugh outside the house. And so he looked out the window. He says, I looked out the window. And there was my very, very bushy friend wearing nothing but a loincloth and some, uh, let's just say, grass covering the rest of him, uh, who apparently left, uh, left, felt left out and decided to join in with the joke. So, uh, you know, he, we were all laughing, Bo, me, and John Michael. And this guy was like, well, I'm going to laugh too. And so he, he <laughs> sat there and laughed. And John Michael's like, there you have it. You have your first tribal Country Squire radio fan you have arrived. Oh, good. Okay. That, <laughs> see, this, this, this is the thing. And I mean, like... It just makes my day, man. You know, I think it, it's it's great. I mean, obviously, translating scripture, that, that should be his, his top priority right now. But if you're looking for other things to translate... Country Squire Radio. Country Squire Radio, man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, these these uh, you know precious people uh, out in the in the bush of Papua New Guinea, they need to know about uh, unflavored black Cavendish. We need to have Country Squire Radio. <laughs> you know, like, like before, you know, we I think I think we've mentioned Hinchos on the show before. Good good friend of the show, Hinchos, uh, uh, who's who's no longer here. Yeah, he's back in uh, back in China. Back in China. Before he left, we were talking about doing a Chinese conversion of uh, of Country Squire Radio, right? For, 
for like a Chinese audience and everything, right. and um, it didn't happen before. And then he left, and I was like, ah, this we couldn't, is- we couldn't kind of get more, uh, get that idea fleshed out. Yeah, more. yeah. But I, I do like the idea of uh, of translating Country Square Radio for. Uh, well, you for never the people. know. That's it, uh, that's great. It was cool though. I mean, I just have this image of John Michael sitting there just laughing his tail off, you know, with me and you, and then all of a sudden this guy uh, it just just decides to laugh with him, <laughs> and that's uh, and and that's our sounds first, like a Seinfeld episode. That's actually. our that's our first. <laughs> As far as we know, that's our first tribal listener. So that's uh, that's great. There you go. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, some feedback from uh, Charles Hibbs, who gives me a shout out for uh, for shaving. He says the uh, the clean shave is the uh, the American look. Says uh, made the show fifty percent less itchy Ooh. last week. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Take yeah. take that as you will. Okay. Um, what pipe manufacturers have larger bowls? Now this was a question from the Dapper Man. Uh, he says he also likes a bigger bowl with the longer smoke. You're talking, of course, about your your new pipe, the uh, the big yeah. favorite with kind of the larger bowl. Yeah. Any uh, you know that that perhaps is a a pipe question for a future episode. No, it can't. Just off the cuff, um, I, I'll I'll go with some of our favorite Danish brands, Nording and Nirup. Uh, both of those brands, uh, almost virtually. 99% of the pipes they make have gigantic bowls. And oh, so, uh, yeah, if you find a Nording or a Nirup, you're going to have a really uh, generous chamber. Yeah. That's good. And then finally, a uh, shout out, shout out to uh, YouTuber uh, Token Tommy. You know, we mentioned him last week. That's he, right. He's going to be representing right. Yorkshire at the, uh, the War of the Roses coming up here at the UK Pipe Show. Uh, he's also the one that's kind of uh, driving that forward. And, uh, and as well as John Garrett as well. John uh, John gave us a shout out as well. You know, he's actually in the UK and uh, got, a, got a kick out of the fact that even though he's in the UK, he learned about the UK Pipe Show from listening to uh, the, the yeah, it makes me so happy. Mississippi-based Country Squire Radio <laughs> podcast. That just makes that's me fantastic. Happy. Well, hey, we uh, we really appreciate all this feedback, guys, and uh, it's it's been a uh, it's been a fun show. Learning a little bit about Black Cavendish, and uh, and and also seeing a lot of the tweets roll in. John David was a little bit late tonight, so I had uh, some folks had a, uh, had some fun with that. We had we had, we had a little bit of a gif war. I, I told people, uh, you know, put put your uh, your funniest pipe related gif, and uh, and had some fun stuff before things were uh, for rocking and rolling. Uh, <laughs> had some good memes as well tonight. Uh, I remember seeing uh, earlier in the episode we got a. Uh, a funny uh, in in Russian Bo and John David uh, uh, Photoshop job, I mean, probably about the worst Photoshop job I've ever seen. It, it, no, it's, it's it's good. The, the A for effort. Well, I mean, uh, not not much effort because like you can still see the water watermark from the uh, from Shutterstock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you are the lady in that's that one, funny. So well, are you surprised? I mean, given I given, do have the hair for it. It's the bearded lady thing. Yeah, it, no, that's, that's fair. It works that's out fair. well. It works out well. <laughs> well, hey, we'd love for you guys to join in the live show experience as well. If you want to, you can tune in every single Monday night. That is at eight thirty uh, p.m. Central Time. That's six thirty Pacific, nine thirty Eastern. You can tune in at CountrySquireRadio.com. You can also follow us online throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all that contact information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, dude, I had fun. I, I I love talking about blending ingredients. You know, here I am complaining that I'm not blending enough, and then all of a sudden I got I get kind of inspired. I'm just I'm wondering if like the extreme romanticism was coming from the fact that it's been so long since you've blended, or because you're like you've got something in the works that has this like like Cavendish as, as a major role. Maybe it's some of both. It, it could be some of is both. That, is that okay? I, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Depends on how the tobacco tastes, really, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Well, good deal. Well, hey, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. <laughs> 
been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93% of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/podcast that's indeed.com/podcast terms and conditions apply Hey John David. Hey. Hey Bo. How uh, you doing? Hey, could you do me a favor? Yeah, what you need? Would you ask me um if I could turn things down? Can you turn things down? A turn bit? down for what? Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Thank thank you for doing that for me. <laughs> you know, I didn't see it coming, but even if I would have, I'm 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 glad it. I'm so glad you didn't. I'm glad I'm glad I did it. It made it it made it better. <laughs>